Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the All Things Leeds podcast where myself, Ed McIntyre, and sat opposite me on the desk is, as always, my co-host, Charles Foster. How are you, Charles? Yeah, I'm doing well. Decent weather last couple of days, so yeah, enjoying yeah, it. Good week. Good week, especially given the result there. Great week. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that game uh, in this episode. Uh, also joining us, the most knowledgeable Leeds United fan around it is Andrew Dalton, otherwise known as Stats. How are you? Very well, sir. Very well, sir. Cracking start to the season. One out of one. I uh, hope expect some transfer news coming up in the next, what, 28 at 20 hours or so. Uh, I'm looking forward to the, the return visit of Nottingham Forest Town Road on uh, Saturday lunchtime. Yes, uh, we will talk uh, a lot about that in this episode. We will, of course, uh, look back on Leeds United's opening game of a new season, though. Uh, Leeds United won 3-1 away at Bristol City last Sunday, a perfect start to the centenary season. Uh, we'll also discuss the latest transfer news and other bits of news as well coming out of Ellen Road before looking ahead to the two games that are coming up. Uh, first being at home uh, this Saturday lunchtime against Nottingham Forest with the next on Tuesday night away at Salford City in the first round of the Carabao Cup. This is the All Things Leeds podcast. Yes, we're back, back in the studio. Uh, thank you for, for tuning in, as always. And uh, me and Charles, we are back in the flow of things now. <laughs> Third week in a row, back and because the new season has started. Uh, as I said last week, uh, these podcasts will be returning weekly. Uh, of course, we're trying again by Stats. Stats, thank you very much for coming on. Yes. Second time coming on the podcast. Yes, uh, always a good day coming on August the 7th. We actually kicked off our 2004-05 campaign August the 7th, all those <laughs> years ago, under Kevin Blackwell. I want to have a Derby County, thanks to the Fred Richardson goal. So yeah, good day August the 7th. <laughs> nice, Showing nice. Showing a bit of knowledge in there. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that, that's why he's on the podcast. That's Absolutely. why he's on the podcast. Absolutely. All his knowledge. Play your strengths. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, Stats, the last time you were, you were on, it was the end of season special, and we were talking about a book that you yes. that you were writing. Have you got an update yes, on the book? Yes, we're just in the final thrones of sort of proofreading it all. It's all been written a hundred years of, of Leeds United, right through from the decades of the nineteen twenties, right through uh, to the to the present day. Also, the disappointment against uh, uh, with with Derby County and uh, the uh, the playoffs. I just have to interrupt because we have had a tweet off of Phil Hay, and yes. it's a very important tweet. Uh, Brittle City plan for Eddie Niketa to undergo medal. To medical today but it didn't happen Lee's pushing uh, hard to get Niketa over the line so there you go that's live live yes. breaking news we've got as, breaking news on the podcast yes yeah, breaking news and that's what we have for, for Phil Hay anyway just going back to the book hopefully that'll be done we'll talk about that a bit later but yeah it's all due out in October for the centenary very much looking forward to it it's going to be a busy few weeks for myself and it's a hard task writing 100 years uh, there's been a lot happening some good times and bad times the sad times, relegation times, the promotions, European campaigns, the tragedies with the likes of the, the tragic deaths of obviously Gary Speed back in 2011, the, the disturbing scenes in Istanbul in 2000, all is covered in there and it'll be an all in good good bookstores uh, hopefully in October time nice so it's all finished then it's, it's yeah, all, all done finished, just how many doing pages 512 so just doing the, the last rounds of the the sort of proofreading I'm sure there'll still be you can proofread something 100 times uh, and, and miss something out yeah, so definitely. but yeah looking forward to hopefully I'll be coming back on just before it comes out and doing yes. a bit of press and, and what have you so uh, yeah, very much looking forward to the release date in October. Brilliant. Uh, keep an eye out on uh, on that one. What's it called? Uh, 100 Years of Leeds United, Gee the official it. 100 Years of Leeds United by, by me. <laughs> nice. By me. Nice. <laughs> uh, well, that, well, that's good. Uh, so, yeah, keep an eye out on that one out in uh, October. Uh, well, let's get into the first game of the season then, shall we, Charles? Uh, Leeds United uh, beating Bristol City 3-1 last Sunday away at Ashton Gate. And, Charles, a perfect start to the season. Yeah, <clears throat> you always want to start the the season well. We started last campaign with a three one win as well, which and I mean, we now well that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, uh, we, we, was it five? Was it four or five games we won on the bounce? Four wins. Four. Four. And then drew the fifth one. That's right. Yes. Against was it Swansea? It was two two. Yeah. Yes. Um, so if we could uh, do a similar start to last season, that'd be brilliant. But yeah, there were the. Movement was brilliant in these games, especially for the goals. Um, we talk about the goals. Do you want to talk generally? Yeah, we'll go, we'll go. We'll uh, get into the goals in a lot more detail. But uh, yeah, perfect start to the to the centenary season, as you want. Really, you didn't want to start the hundredth year of Leeds United with a loss and uh, <laughs> getting a win down at Bristol City. We always beat Bristol City, so so it was, it was nice to get a win and keep that record going. Yeah, I think they've only beaten us once in like the last once in the last sixteen. Yeah, sixteen it, games. We've won twelve of those now. <laughs> in, insane stat. <laughs> Mental. Um, but yeah, it's, it's almost like a bank three points every <laughs> every time we play them. I, I say that we'll probably lose the home fixture now. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we did the double over them last season. We can hopefully do the same again this season. Yeah. 
Uh, stats yes. before the game, were you nervous or excited heading I into the game? I think or? it was a little bit of apprehension. Look, we, we came oh so close last season and yeah, we, we probably should have won promotion, probably should have finished second. There's always that trepidation of going into a new season, new ideas. Obviously, Bielsa has, has gone away from the back four and he's gone this what, this three at the back formation, which I thought worked really, really well on, on Sunday. Bristol City is never an easy place to go to. Uh, we have got a very good record down there. Steve Lansdowne and Lee Johnson very outspoken in the press, obviously, uh, about Spygate and what have you. And I thought for for 75 minutes, they, they really controlled the game. I thought they were excellent. I thought Pablo, he's being Pablo, just doing things that no one can probably do on a football field. Our first uh, four years old as well. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I thought Patrick Bamford took his goal really well. Uh, and I tweeted out if ever a striker needed one, he'd got one. And I thought he looked sharp. I thought his movement looked really, really sharp. Uh, and then Jack Harrison got the third. I think the only disappointment or two was we didn't keep keep a clean sheet I think we could probably add more goals yeah. but uh, opening day win away from home against a team that will probably be fighting for the top six top seven places yeah, definitely. and look we can't get carried away look what happened last season we were we were top at Christmas and we finished third so it's not a question of getting carried away. it's a question of taking one game at a time I'm sure Bielsa will, will keep the players grounded uh, and then move on to the next one against Nottingham Forest you, you, look you can't get carried away after one game it's, yeah. but but there's promising signs though promising yeah, signs yeah. I, I thought Ben White was absolutely fantastic I thought uh, he headed everything uh, and I think it was a great clip on Instagram with Liam Cooper on uh, uh, on Sunday that Ben White just had everything away. So, yeah, just a real good display. Early in shines are very encouraging. But, again, it's one game. Uh, it's yeah. very difficult to tell from the opening game of the season what's going to unfold over the next 10 months. There's a lot of football to play in the very, very early stages. Great start. That's all it is. It's a start. Mm. Uh, they then need to build for the Nottingham Forest game before the trip to the Peninsula Stadium against uh, Salford on Tuesday night. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, I was one nervous about going into going into the season against Bristol City, I didn't really know what to expect, and the transfer window hasn't re- didn't really excite me before the start of the season. But nerves were settled after 25 minutes, and I mean to be honest, the first 25 minutes, I, I thought we were a better team from first minute to last. I thought we, we were in control of the game, but by far the better side. But first 25 minutes or so, they were pretty dull. The only real chance was Patrick Bamford uh, on the on the turn uh, half volley. Uh, he probably should have hit the tag in, in that effort, but he went wide. But um, you know, 25th minute, 26th minute, Pablo Hernandez gets us one 0 ahead. Fantastic finish from Pablo Hernandez outside the box, getting it quick onto his left foot, curling it right into that top left hand corner. I mean, Charles, it was a fantastic finish from Pablo Hernandez. 34 years old as well. Not just the finish was was absolutely superb, but the the build up play I thought really made the goal. The diagonal ball from Ben White up to Jack Harrison on the on the far left, and him working it back in the centre to Adam Forshaw. That was. That was it, it. Cut out their entire midfield that did that pass and and allowed us to get within within that, that far to away from the goal yeah. into into the, into their box immediately. Of course, it's a uh, it's easier said than done to whip round and and hit one into the top corner with your left foot <laughs> when you <laughs> but not if you Pablo Hernandez. But it was a it, that was a really good goal. But the uh, it, it's um, it was just un, I don't think any people appreciate the diagonal ball enough because that's what we've got Ben White for is to be comfortable on the yeah, ball definitely. and to deliver those diagonal passes to the wings to Jack Harrison to Costa yeah. whoever's playing on the wings to Hernandez and, and find people and get us way up the field much faster yeah. and make the transition quicker because that's what Bielsa is about mainly isn't it the yeah. transition from defence to attack as quickly as possible and the build up play was fantastic for sure getting the assist as well nice feed into Pablo Hernandez and for sure for me I thought looked really good I was slightly nervous before the game, looking at the team sheet, Click and Forshaw playing together, I don't. I, 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 I was thinking, surely that's not going to work. I think there were a few raised eyebrows as well. Starting Forshaw over Helder Costa, I think the option was you put Pablo Hernandez as the number 10 Helder Costa out wide. A few raised eyebrows, but Forshaw, I thought, played really, really well in that forward midfield. Though. Yeah, and I think, again, uh, I know he's doing the presser tomorrow, uh, which will be Thursday, I don't know when this goes out. That he's having a bit more of a commanding forward role, and I thought I thought he just, he actually thought he scored on on Sunday when the shot just flashed an inch past the post. I, I just think the whole team performance for for seventy five minutes was superb. I loved Ben White's celebration when Pablo scored with the. <laughs> I know you can't probably see it on camera, but go like that. Yeah. Uh, just just a really good team performance. Uh, obviously, there's still a lot, lot of work to do before the table doesn't really take shape until I like to look at it October time. You get a good idea of who's going to be wearing the league table. But yeah, encouraging. Pablo, fantastic. Uh, especially for Stuart Dallas, who I thought 
one of the most versatile players you'll see at Allen Road. Mm. Seemed to play everywhere. Was brilliant against Derby County in, in the agonising playoff defeat, and just kept on his good form on on uh, on Sunday. But yeah, uh, the one thing I will say is I th- if I reach the age of thirty five without Kiko Kusi giving me a heart attack, I think I've done very well. <laughs> but uh, Charles, we've, Charles, we've been very vocal about how, how you know how. How not confident we are in Adam Forshaw, but when he plays in that deep role, his passes are not great. He does do a lot of uh, bad back passes, but in that forward midfield role, do, do, do you not think he he look he look really good there? I don't like to unfairly criticise any player in the league shirt because I don't think it helps anybody. But in the past, I've been frustrated with Forshaw because of his. I know he's he's, he's normally got some of the best uh, passing stats in in the team whenever we play, but his his passes always seem the most safe whenever whenever he's in the deep, deeper role. He's always laying it back off to centre backs, laying it back off to full backs, short passes. He never seems to take as many risks as we would like him to. But um, yeah, you're right. On Sunday when he played further forward, he took a few more risks and it was much better. So I think I think he just needs to be. A, a little bit more ex- experimental with the stuff he does. I think it, it, yeah. if you fall into the trap of being predictable, people people deal with you easily. But um, if you can keep performing like that and, and mix things up, then I don't see any yeah. reason why I can't. And another option for, for number 10 role as well. We've got plenty of of, num- of uh, players uh, as options for the number 10 role. We've got Mateus Borges. still got Tyler Roberts mm. as well. He's still to come back from injury. It will be interesting to see where Tyler Roberts plays, actually, because, of course, came out Roof left. Leads now. Will he be the backup to Patrick Bamford, or will he be <laughs> for number ten? It's interesting. We've got a lot yeah. of options though now for, for going forward. I, which I, is great. I think I was really impressed with Tyler last season. I know he's been very very unlucky with injuries, and I thought towards the back end of the season, I thought he showed some real uh, promising signs. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what Bogus is going to look like. He he looked brilliant in pre-season, must be said. And it's nice to have those options certainly in the in the midfield or on that number ten shirt because there will be times when Pablo can't play two in a week, uh, which is nothing against Pablo. It's just you need to sort of look after Pablo. Uh, he's won the Player of the Year award for the last two years. So you need to look after him because he's going to be the mainstay of the club. I thought Calvin was superb again. It looks like Touchwood he will be a Leeds player in in less than twenty odd hours time when the transfer window closes. So yeah, I'm, I'm just really encouraged because there's always that trepidation, that nervousness on that first first ever new season. You don't know what to forget, and especially coming so close, you're going to get a playoff hangover, which some clubs do do sort of have. And you just look at the results on uh, on over the weekend that none of the relegated clubs won yeah. or got beat. Cardiff lost three two at Wigan, Barnes lost one nil. Sorry, Fulham lost one nil at Barnsley, and, and Huddersfield, who I thought were dreadful, uh, <laughs> lost two one at home to Derby. So all the promoted sides, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's a it, it, it's a, it was a massive opening weekend of, of results because Cardiff, you look at it, you think they're the best defensive team in the championship, yep. especially yep. Neil Warnock. Yeah, conceded three goals away at Wigan. Yeah, Fulham, best attack in the championship, couldn't score against yep. Barnsley. Huddersfield were dreadful at home. I, I love Huddersfield now. They've gone back to uh, being a nothing mid-table championship. <laughs> but no well, yeah. fans in the ground. Yeah, dreadful losing to Derby. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. But uh, yeah, yeah. Big. Yeah, and you say as you say, Charlton won uh, at Blackburn Rovers as well. So Barnsley beat Fulham. So uh, yeah, a real mixed bag of results yeah. for the rest Shock. of the side. Yeah. But that's a championship for you. Yeah, definitely. The bookies went on a field there with that one. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Uh, of course, one 0 at half time against uh, Bristol. I mean, we could have easily given a few goals away in the first half. Though Kiko Kseir, stats mentioned, I think made a lot of people nervous. I mean, it took about thirty seconds into the game and before uh, Kiko Kseir started taking on their, their attack. <laughs> in his own box as well. Quite turning the 18 yard oh, box. Yeah. Well, that was in the first few seconds, yeah. and you're thinking, Hi, Kiko, welcome back. Yeah, don't, but don't, look, I, I thought he made a really good save. He came out for one and he made a good save early yeah. in the first half. Yeah, because yeah. he, 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 he failed to punch Claire across, but yes. then he got back well, got down well, and made a good save. And I think that that's a good sign because Kiko say, I think. It did come out a lot, and, and it will scare people. There was at one point where he was further out than than the centre backs, uh, and, and he had the ball <laughs> at his feet. But uh, but I think Kiko said, you know, a lot of people looking at him think he's not confident because he's just mm. rushing out willy nilly. But I think he is confident. I, I think him. he's got balls of steel. Yeah, because yeah. when yeah. Kiko say comes out of his goal. He's coming out to go get the ball, whether you like it or not. He's not going to go halfway and think, "I shouldn't have come out. I'm going to run back." He he will go get the ball, uh, but he, he, you know, if he, I think that he does read the player well, and he did he did recover from uh, that dreadful punch, uh, trying trying to clear the uh, the cross. And yeah, Kiko say for me, I, I, I thought I thought he looked okay. I thought he looked confident. What, what a really nice kit as well. 
the goalkeeper kit. Oh, the goalkeeper kit. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> Just going back to Kiko, to Kiko, it's quite interesting. I was doing some research on sort of goalkeeping stats. If you actually look back, 14 15 Silvestri in goal, 15 16 Silvestri in goal, 16 17 Rob Green, 17 18. Uh, our, uh, our de- dearest friend Felix, eighteen nineteen Peacock Farrell, nineteen twenty. Uh, Kikas, that's five keepers in the last five years, uh, opening opening the game for for Leeds United on day one of a new season. So we're not quite that consistency there. But look, Kikas gonna it's gonna be fun this year with Kiko, isn't it? He'll, yeah. he'll probably drive us all crazy and whatnot. But it's part it's, it's part of his game, and yeah. it's very difficult to take that out of the game. I think people look back on that Derby County goal uh, that uh, Jack Marriott scored. The, in the playoff semi-final in the, in the first half and he then did it again two minutes later did Kiko and I think that's where everyone thinks they'll have heart attacks but look it's part of his game it's part yeah. of his nurture part of his development yeah. I think it's going to take a while for before fans are comfortable with yes. Kiko yeah. rushing yeah. out of his goal but I think after a while once he's come out and he's dealt with, with, Very with a few so. situations yeah. and not done a mistake for a while and then I think fans will be more settled down they'll yes. be more comfortable with Kiko saving goal Yes. Um, but yeah uh, Sunday when he came out I, I thought I thought he looked Comfortable, and I thought, yeah, I thought he I looked like he knew what he was doing. It seemed he was um, he was fairly committed to stay at the club, wasn't he? Because he had didn't the club get some offers from Sevilla and Valencia? Yeah. yeah, they did, they, they did. And look, I, I, I'm, I have no issues with him. It's, it's going to be part of the fun with him. It's going to be part of the course with Kiko. Uh, and we'll see what he brings up against uh, Nottingham Forest on Saturday lunchtime. <laughs> uh, of course, <laughs> Tunnel up uh, 10 minutes into the second half. Patrick Bamford scoring here. It was a nice build up play again. Hernandez uh, mugging off Calamo Dowder yet again. Uh, he did it so many times half. in the game. Uh, <laughs> a double nutmeg in the first half. Brilliant. Uh, but yeah, brilliant assist from Pablo Hernandez. Nice uh, little cross. Pa- uh, Patrick Superb Bamford. Bit of movement, though, for yeah, Bamford. Patrick Bamford. Because uh, Callas, the footage of Callas, he's just stood still. Patrick yes. Bamford, I think. Yeah. That's credit to him and his movement. Yeah. And it was a nice header as well. It looks a simple header, but he directed it towards goal, got it in. Nice header. And uh, Patrick Bamford, I'm so pleased that he scored. So pleased that he scored. And I hope that he does, you know, goals breed confidence. I hope that he does carry confidence, carry momentum. And I hope that he kicks on now. As, given he's the kind of main striker at Leeds, he's pretty much the only mm. striker other than Edmondson. He, he can either take that one of one of two ways. He can either take it as a massive burden, or he can take it as a challenge. As he, he is the number nine, we're relying on him, and he'll he'll, he'll rise to that challenge. And um, if he plays, because he was a lot more aggressive in the Bristol City game than he has been in previous yeah. games. Hold up play was excellent. It, yeah. it, he muscled uh, both their centre half to the ground at he one did. point, and, and that's what we want to see. From him. We want to see a bit more aggression because most of Bamford's critics were the saying that his his movement was too slow. He was too easy to deal with. He He's was weak. It wasn't nasty enough to, to be um, to bully centre halves. But he really was up to the mark in this game. And if he can keep that this season, and he can put. Um, yeah bully defences because uh, he's a big lad he'll, he'll, win, he'll win stuff in the air if, he, if, he, if he's willing to muscle players and, and if he does like what he did against Bristol City in our uh, next couple of games well, he will get more goals yeah consistency is key now for Patrick Bamford and yeah I really do hope he kicks on I want Leeds United to do, to do well I want the striker to do well and I hope that Patrick Bamford does go and score a load of goals but we have said it before though haven't we last season um, away at Preston he scored two goals and everyone said he's going to kick on now surely but uh, he did it. He didn't kick on. So, but I, I hope that this is a different case. I was on the LSLM podcast uh, earlier on today at the time of recording, um, and we were discussing last season. Patrick Bamford did have an injury. Maybe mm. that was playing on his mind, mm. and why he didn't really get stuck into games a lot. But he hasn't been injured for a while now, and hopefully he is getting stuck in a lot I, more. I and hopefully this goal does. Do, he does kick on now. What people forget is with 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 uh, Bamford is he missed a large chunk of the season. He was out from August till December. Came back against Bolton scored, got injured and then was out again for a period of time. It's very difficult to get that continuity and if you actually look at his record from last season, it wasn't that bad at all for no. probably less than one in two. And Okay, yeah, there were glimpses, especially at home to West Brom who scored two absolutely fantastic goals and the two away at Preston uh, in April in the run-in. He just needs a run of games. That, in my opinion, Patrick Bamford we've seen it, he's done it in the Championship. He gets a run of games, he will score goals and I believe he can score 20 goals this season. He's already off the market for the season you've got that first one Piranic can stay injury fit injury free should I say he'll score goals and I, I believe yeah, that I really definitely. do definitely and, ho- and hopefully he does kick on now and uh, do well this season 3-0 uh, up on 71 minutes uh, Dallas great run on the break uh, I felt a bit bad for him that he didn't get the assist yeah yeah, because he, he yeah. gave it to click click his shot it looked like it was going in but it, it got blocked uh, but then Harrison right place at the right time though to, to score it in it, it, you know, it's a simple tapping at the end of the day but he is in the right place at the right time and Jack Harrison throughout the summer 
showed a lot of good signs on his Instagram. He was showing that he was in the gym every day, mm. working hard. And Jack Harrison, now he's got a goal. I'm pleased for him. Hopefully he gets confident now and kicks on uh, now. And Jack Harrison showed a lot of promising signs against Bristol. You see, it was it was a tapping, but at the same time, he, still, he, he hit it on the volley. And volleys can easily you can skew off your foot, then go wide, then go high if you hit it too hard. It's, it's still not a fair bit to do, and the keeper and the defender were coming back over. Uh, but his, gen- his general play, is uh, he, was, he was always... Just near that near Bristol City's last man, he was always just st- saying just on side, and we were always we were finding him in loads of space frequently throughout the game, and he was he was pushing Leeds forward constantly, and um, yeah, he was he was really impressive in pre-season. I really hope he's, he he uh, maintains that through the um, in the next couple of, well, for the rest of this season. Yeah, and I think he's holding that position down now, isn't he? That left wing position. I don't think Helder Helder Costa is going to find it tough to get in this team now. If you've got Forshaw and Click playing in the centre, Pablo on one side, you're not going to drop Pablo Hernandez because because he's Pablo Hernandez. And Jack Harrison, if he keeps on performing how he is, Helder Costa is going to struggle to get in this starting eleven, and it's going to be interesting. But we've got a lot of competition now, which is good, healthy competition, and uh, yeah, we're freeing a up in this game, and, and everything we're going smoothly. Ten minutes from time though, we did concede. Uh, Ryman picking up the ball on the right somehow getting into a box and then poking the ball past Kiko Kase who probably should have done better probably should have made himself a bit bigger especially at his front post it did take a deflection mm-hmm. but I feel as though he should have done better but we unnecessarily made it a contest yes. for the last 10-15 minutes yeah. and stats is that an issue do you feel late on do, do you think that I, the players I, I, kind I of tired? I think it's the first game of the season you're not going to be at it, so to speak, first game of the season, and I think the players just wanted to make a, a statement from last season, have the same scoreline from last season uh, when we beat Stoke. But no, in, in all seriousness, I, I think if you're gonna concede, concede at three 0 up, uh, and look, the, the crew's through. They had a flurry in the last five minutes or so, but I was never really concerned that they were going to lose the game or even draw the game. Uh, they looked comfortable. As a home side, Bristol City always going to get chances because that's 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 just the way it is. And they, get, <coughs> they saw the game out did Leeds and, and and got off to a great start. And yeah, it'd be nice to keep a clean sheet, but three nil, three one, should I say? Three yeah. points, great start. Can't yeah. it, ha- than that. it happened against Reading away last season as well. We went three 0 up in the first yeah. half, and in the second half we didn't. We just yeah. the players just stood about because they thought right, we've won this game. <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 just keep the ball when we can. We'll just pass yeah. it about and not not expend too much effort. Yeah. And I think that that. It's, it's it's slightly dangerous actually, but at the same time, the players. It's a very long season. There's plenty of games. You don't you don't want to unnecessarily tie no. yourself out. You don't need to keep on running, try score four, five, six goals when you're only three 0 up. If you're three 0 up, the game's yours unless you're very, very mentally weak or <laughs> make make some stupid mistakes. Yeah, poor defensively. But but yeah, uh, as I, as I say, uh, they they just needed to see the game through, and they did so in the end. They got three points and opened down the season. Tough away game, Bristol City. Bit mouthing off in the press a little bit. <laughs> uh, Lee Johnson's got a die record against Leeds. I think he's lost. I think he's won one in seven. Yeah, uh, against Leeds. And the, uh, the, the click <laughs> comment was the funniest when he said he, they, they've got one shot on target against us in three games. I was trying to look at the third <laughs> game when he played them twice. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking that <laughs> yeah. as well. Uh, they the, the won the game, and that's the main thing. And it's building blocks at this stage of the season. Yeah, definitely, you don't want to go off like a complete house on fire as we did last year we were top of the league everyone getting excited we all thought it was going to be the year and they fell away at the back end of the season you don't want to peak too soon great away performance classic away performance and you move on to yeah. to, to Nottingham Forest on, on Saturday lunchtime yeah. and it is only one game you don't want to get too carried away but but Charles does that win give you a lot of confidence and, and uh, belief going into going into the long card season that's ahead yeah, well, it does. You always want to win on the opening day because I remember the the monk season when we lost three 0 at QPR and everyone was like really gutted. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's funny you should mention that, Charles. I remember going on Twitter after that game, uh, and all I could read was Leeds are getting relegated. Leeds are getting relegated, and that's yeah. what I mean by the opening day of the season. All of a sudden, Fulham getting relegated because they beat at Barnsley. It's very difficult to tell from from experience from watching a lot of football over the last thirty odd years. The first game of the season don't offer tell you anything. Ten games time is when you start building up, and by that time under Monk in in sixteen seventeen, Leeds had slowly made the way up the table. They found the form under Chris Chris Wood's goals, the goal against Fulham, the bicycle kick just sort of set them off. Okay, they lost to Huddersfield. Uh, I think Aaron Moy scored the winner. Then all of a sudden. They clicked into gear, beat Blackburn, beat Cardiff, beat Ipswich and went on a run and obviously just missed out on the playoffs. So uh, it's very difficult to attain where you're going to finish after one game. It's great to get the victory, don't get me wrong. Feet on the ground and move on to the next one. Yeah, But I'm sure top two is the aim done. For me, my takeaway of the game, 
you could see a big golfing clash. You could see which team is the team who are probably going to push for those automatic promotion places, and then you could see the team who are probably only only going to be able to push for the for the top five six places. Um, and yeah, I, I do think that that there was a big golfing clash, but a three one uh, win, great start. Uh, we do need to talk about Ben White though. Stats mentioned him earlier, mm. twenty one years old, first game in the championship. I think everyone was kind of nervous. At, uh, uh, you know, to to uh, see uh, the way that he played in his first championship game, but Charles, he looked like he had played championship football for years. He was so calm and composed, and great at passing. He he looked great. Yeah, he's really comfortable on the ball, and that's kind of essential to be a be able to centre half. Yeah, got to be comfortable on the ball and um and be able to find those long diagonal passes and find the fullbacks and make sure he can get through midfield. But he was he was really impressive. Uh, as stats were saying earlier, he was winning winning loads of stuff, winning loads of balls in the air, and he was he was he was making us think. Well, why why are we uh, why were we moaning about getting him um, in, in, for Potter Janssen? Uh, it was a Bielsa recommended centre back as well. Yeah. <laughs> people people saying, oh, he's, he's too young. He won't be able to replace him. He'll end up he'll, he'll end up just being like Pascal Struik as in just kind of a bit part player. But you've got to trust Bielsa's recommendation when he when he says, right, we need him. We want him. Yeah, you know he's going to be. If he's not there yet, he will be there once Bielsa um, worked with him a bit. Yeah, I think it made people realise we probably really don't need a centre-back. I think a lot of people were saying we need a centre-back coming for Ben White and, and start alongside Liam Cooper. But right now, I don't think we're going to get a centre-back in who's going to be happy sitting on the bench every every league game. Uh, Pontus who? <laughs> Pontus well, who? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think we missed him at all. Ben White, for me, is everything Pontus Jansen was just yeah. ten times better. And minus the, silly, the really silly stuff that Pontus And what Jansen was even did. more interesting was Cooper and White hadn't played together in pre-season. And all of a sudden, you bring them together. Played against Calgary, though. Sorry, before that is what I mean. Before the, they played together once before in the Cal- Calgary game, and it like they'd never been apart. And what an understanding they both got. And I thought Ben was absolutely superb. And yeah, they still, I still think they need another one in there for, just co- in case. Just for cover. Yeah, yeah for just cover. just for cover. Yeah, yeah, and if you get Ryan Nolan over the line, it sounds like he's very highly rated. I don't know too much about him. But yeah, just, I can't criticise a performance from minute one to minute 75. Yeah. I thought they got a little sloppy towards that five-minute period from 75 to 80. But again, they, they eased out and saw the game out and won the game. And yeah. uh, great start. And Bielsa, obviously, uh, is showing his magic here early on in the season. Yeah, with, with uh, Ben White. and yeah, Ben White, for me as well, I'm comfortable with him. Mm. Every time we look like we could have conceded, Ben White was there to stop it. Ben White was, was awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how Ben White progresses uh, this season. Uh, on to transfers then. And we've got to start with the big news regarding 26-year-old striker Kemal Roof, don't we? Uh, he's, of course, left Leeds to join Belgian side Anderlecht on a permanent deal for a fee believed to be around £7 million. Charles, thoughts on this? Uh, th- I think West Brom and uh, Oxford have got uh, salon clause as mm. well, so we've got. I think we're, get, we're only getting about I think six million in total. He's playing for Vincent Company's and- Anderlecht. Yeah, which is a bit strange. It's a weird transfer, <laughs> isn't it, from Oxford to Anderlecht? Yeah. If you ever told me a few years ago. Our, one of our players would be going to Anderlecht. I wouldn't have believed you. Oh, we did sell Duncan McKenzie to Anderlecht in 1978. So <laughs> he has followed 21 soon. years before I was born. Yes. <laughs> yes. But f- from my perspective, I think it's a very good deal for the football club. I think you've got a player who is in his final year of his contract. Uh, it did look like he was going to sign a new deal. I think then you have to cash in. I think you can't let his deal run out and go for a freebie. And then for, for Kimar, I think he's done brilliant at Leeds. I think uh, I think he'll be frustrated. I think he said in his, on his Instagram post that he was disappointed with all his injuries they had. He gave his all for Leeds. No bad blood from my perspective. I wish yeah. him all the best in Anderlecht. And yeah. I think Vinny Company will make him an even better player. Yeah, definitely. No, no bad blood there. Kamar Roof, I just want to thank him for the memories. I will never forget that week where we <laughs> beat Aston Villa 3-2 with him scoring a winning goal against Aston Villa. And then he scored two goals in Injury time to beat Blackburn Rovers at home three two. I will never forget that. Thank you, Kemavu, for the memories. Uh, but I agree with stats. Though I think I think it is good business from Leeds United. Seven million. You could have said he's our highest goal scorer. You need to try and get more. But he is in the last year of his contract. I don't think those were progressing. And it's either get seven million pound for him now or at least for free at the summer. Yeah. And you and yeah. and you'd rather sell him now. We've seen it with Arsenal plenty of times. It, yeah. They've just lost Aaron Ramsey for free to Juventus. You want to sell him now. And he's also injury prone as well. He's picked yeah. up a lot of injuries. Yeah. He's in a short amount of time, so mm. cash in now on him. 
as long as we replace him, though, hopefully we do replace him. I, I do wonder, though, Ed, had he been fit for the second leg against Derby, would it have been a different outcome? Yeah. You never know. But in his apart part of the game, he goes with, I think, everybody's best, wish, best wishes at Leeds. Yeah. As you say, those two moments when he, when he scored the winner at Villa Park was sensational, and then to do it, well, literally three days later. <laughs> I, went, I went absolutely mental at the pub when he uh, scored that goal. Yeah, I think, I think the whole of Leeds did was just, <laughs> yeah. just fantastic. Was he's, he's left with some happy memories. Yeah. Remember his first goal for the club against Aston Villa back in December 2016. Oh, yeah, I loved that. I, I, I was loved there, that. Yes. Yeah. And the, yeah. I was in the cup. And he, I think he tweeted, pray for Reeves because he hit the post against Liverpool in the, in the cup a few days earlier. That yeah. yeah. was great. Uh, and do you know what? He's, he's run his blood to water and good luck to him. Yeah. Good luck to him. He's got the lure of playing in, in another country, playing with a, a title winner in, in Vincent Company. And as I say, I've got nothing bad against him. And yeah. I just wish him all the best. Good yeah. that he's gone. But from a business point of view, you can completely understand it. Yeah. Nice country as well as Belgium. Yeah, nice country. Much, uh, it, is, it is inevitable, though, that we will miss him. Top goal scoring the past two seasons uh, 14 goals, and then last season, 15 goals and 33 uh, league appearances uh, of course gone in the playoff semi-final against Derby and we do need to replace him and Leeds have been linked with a with a few uh, players the uh, most likely one that looks like it could uh, definitely happen is uh, Eddie Nketiah <laughs> from could, Arsenal could definitely <laughs> could definitely contradiction there it yeah. could happen yeah 20 uh, year old Arsenal striker Eddie Nketiah has been linked with Leeds United it would be a loan move he's a very highly rated and very well thought of uh, youngster he's got plenty of experience as well scored quite a lot of goals in, in uh, not many uh, games as well he's got Europa League experience stats would you take Eddie Nketiah yeah absolutely I think it'd be a, a cracking signing uh, I think it's obviously a position that they need Sort of filling with 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 Kamal's uh, departure, uh, I mean, he did play a lot as you say in the, in the Europa League for Arsenal. I think he actually scored against Burnley on the last day of last season uh, for the Gunners, and I think yeah, I think it'd be a really good sign. So obviously, I don't think he'll start straight away because I think uh, Paddy's got that number nine shirt now. But yeah, you, you do need reserve. It's a long season. We saw last year. We were discussing on the way down that it was 64 injuries, which absolutely incredible. And even at the start of this season, you lost Ailing, you obviously you lost Ruth through injury as well. Uh, Tyler Roberts is out with with an injury. I don't think Tyler's trained too much over the summer, so you do need reinforcements in there. And it's another option to be great if we could get Niketia and, and Ryan Kent over the line. It looks like we're only going to get one over the two, but Niketia, an out and out striker, will do me perfectly. Yeah, he is an out and out striker, and I think that we do need that to to replace uh, Kemar Ruth. And a lot of people would would moan saying we need a 15 goal a season striker. But if you're getting a 15, 20 goal a season striker, they're going to replace Bamford. And as Charles said earlier, I think Bamford is going to be the main man up front to start every single week. And so if you were going to bring in a striker, they need to be happy as backup. And Enketia, I think, coming in 20 years old from Arsenal, yes, he's a very highly rated youngster who probably wants to start, but I don't think he would mind sitting on the bench at Ellen Road training under Marcel Bielsa and I think for Nketi as well and for Arsenal it's a perfect loan move as well I think there's plenty of contacts there and I think Arsenal fans will be happy with it going, going to Marcel Bielsa yeah it's kind of going straight down to the line though with this between us and Bristol City and I wonder what kind of promises the Victor Orta has been making Unai Emery obviously mm. he knows him from Sevilla but what kind yeah. of promises he's been making because if give uh, Bristol City have got uh, is it JG up front that's right yeah uh, and, um, for Andre uh He's been playing up there on his own. He's not scoring huge amounts of goals. Uh, uh, basically, he might be able to say, well, if he, if he comes to us, you'll, you'll start every game. Leeds won't be able to offer that with uh, uh, with Bamford obviously having the number nine shirt. Yeah. So you kind of wonder what kind of... Um, <laughs> what kind of things that Victor Rotter has been saying to convince it to come but he does look like a really good player Yeah, and there's plenty of contacts there Angus Kinnear of course used to work at Arsenal did. you've got Unai Emery I think knows Marcelo Bielsa yes. and Victor Rotter yes. and there are contacts there and I think that we are working a lot of, ma- a lot of magic as Stats said uh, at the beginning of the podcast uh, Phil Hay uh, tweeted uh, earlier Bristol City planned for Eddie Nketiah to undergo a medical today but it didn't happen Leeds are pushing hard to get Nketiah over the yeah. line so. yeah. I, I think it's just frustrating and, I, and obviously it's happened with the roof deal because the roof does happen so late in the window that things like this should have really been sorted and you look at the Dan James deal that obviously will be featured quite a lot in the in the new documentary yeah. when it comes out hopefully later in this month you would have thought we would learn from that yeah and I think that's the only frustration because Dan James was, as far as we all are aware was all but a Leeds United player and I remember actually staying up till 11 o'clock and, I, I did as well ch- 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 I was absolutely shattered I was waiting until and, it was confirmed and, and then Phil Hay tweets the Dan James deal off and then I just went right back to bed and thought thanks uh, <laughs> but in, in, all, in all seriousness for me transfer business shouldn't go down to the wire Shouldn't because you've got that in the back of your mind, you saw what happened with Dan James that uh, Hugh Jenkins turned his phone off, and obviously Dan James is not a Man United player. And good luck to the kid; I think it'd be absolutely brilliant for them. But 
transfer deadline, it frustrates yeah. me because your business should be done early, especially in January. Your business should be done at the start of January. You should identify who you need. This doesn't go to Leeds or anybody, this goes to a wider scheme in football. You should be identifying which players you need. I don't like January transfer window because I think it's panic buys. I think in August, it, obviously we've had the first week of the season and, it, and it's done by five o'clock tomorrow. But for me, you should do your business when you know what's happening. Obviously, with Leeds, it's a different set of circumstances because Kimara only went yesterday, and obviously that frees up the option to try and get Niketa in uh, over the hand by five o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, I think it's good publicity though to do deals on deadline day because you you do you do, you will get your report about Saddle Road probably on deadline day Thursday five pm for deadline. Obviously, uh, I think you will get your your, your reporters out there and uh, good publicity. But yeah, it, it should it should be done early uh, business. But any Eddie Nketiah looks like he could be coming to leads it, yep. it looks a very good possibility just a quick question on that to give him the number seven shirt number seven shirt yeah now that kimar has gone he probably will yes probably will yeah. I, I don't really look into kit numbers no. i'm not really just too me bothered. just maybe pedantic uh, <laughs> I, I think i think if he does come in it will yeah. be it will be a backup but a very good backup i yeah. think he is a highly rated striker and i think it would be a very good sign on loan uh remember uh, and it I'm is i'm gonna give him a word <laughs> <laughs> and it is uh also, Leeds United uh, link with uh, Ryan Kent as well, and it is either uh, Enketia or Ryan Kent. Ryan Kent's an interesting one, though. Uh, of course, he's 22 years old, a winger from Liverpool. Uh, now, apparently, talks have progressed with Liverpool. We've got a fee now, around £7 million plus add-ons, which would take it to £10 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Kent uh, last season scored six goals and 27 appearances uh, for Rangers. Yes. Uh, he made nine appearances in the Europa League. Charles, what are your thoughts on Ryan Kent? Do you think he's any good? I think he's a decent player. I just think... That um, we already have players of, of his type at the club. Got, I, got wingers coming out of that. Yeah, we've got we've got plenty of wingers. We've got obviously got Hernandez, the players out wide. We've got Elder Costa. We've got Jack Clark. We've got Jack Harrison. Sibiki. Two. Sibiki. Yeah, because um, he'll be definitely playing. Alioski as well. <laughs> Alioski. Yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of flirting between left back and left wing at the moment. Just going to call him the tunnel killer, Alioski, because every tunnel he goes <laughs> into so batters a tunnel. <laughs> just batters a tunnel, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, so I, I just sort of think he's. I know some people are, uh, would rather get Kent, but I I just think I don't think he's a necessary signing. Yeah. I think Enketa is a necessary signing. Yeah, I, I think for me starts. I think mm. to to replace Ruth, I'd rather get an out and out striker, in which Enketa is. Yes, he may be a bit more inexperienced than Ryan Kent, but we've got plenty of wingers. Whether yeah. Ryan Kent can adapt in the central role, we don't know. But I'd rather be assured that we got an out and out yeah. striker to uh, to cover Patrick Bamford than a winger who, I, who I maybe adapts from to my position. I think Nketiah is a necessity. I think if we were to get Ryan Kent, it gives you another option. Uh, I think at the moment we have got a lot Do of Do we wingers. need another option? We probably don't. Uh, and I think that's where the Jack Clark thing is, is left a little... F- few fans I think he was on the bench wasn't he on Sunday Jack Clark as an unused sub uh, we probably don't need another winger but as we saw with injuries last year you don't know uh, who you're going to be able to call on at any particular time So, yeah. and you got Jack Harrison you got uh, Jack Harrison if we got Ryan Kenton yes. they could always adapt to the number 9 role and Bielsa he can work yeah. his magic on, on anyone really Helder Costa yeah. he could become the best number 9 at, in, in the oh, championship we, we never know what could happen and I think it is good to have uh, options but if I were going to pick one I'd rather have Nketiah well, what you do you think and I ask you both what's Costa's natural position he's a right winger yeah well, there you go then so do we on we that, we, we, do we, we need don't. Ryan Kent? Yeah. He, he, just, he just doesn't seem. I know Bielsa's very fond of him, though. That seems very evident in what uh, the, the stuff that Phil Fillet has been saying, and um, every kind of journalist associate at the club say, is saying basically that Bielsa's very fond of Ryan Kent yeah. as a player and what I'm, I would like him at the club. But uh, I think he'll, 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 Bielsa recognises that we we do need another another, another yeah. Str- uh, striker. Club uh, apparently there's a bit of club pressure to get another forward, so mm. I yeah. could probably see us getting Enketia over. Kent. Would you rather Enketia than Ryan Kent? I would because I think I think he's a really good player. Is Enketia every, every time I've seen him play for Arsenal, which isn't that often, he's got he has got great movement. He's, he's got ridiculously good pace, and uh, which um, and Bamford's a great finisher, but he's not got a lot. Of, he's not he's not hugely fast. So no. if we get yeah, it will, it will definitely uh, be an interesting one. Keep an eye on that. It, is, it does look like it's either Kent or Kent. It'll be interesting with Kent, though, is he, he might end up being in limbo because he'll want, out, he'll want to go and play football. And it doesn't look like Liverpool are going to offer him uh, any first-team football. I know they're in the Champions League in a hundred other competitions yeah. with like the World Club, World Club Challenge, whatever it is nowadays, and, and what have you. But And they don't want to loan Kent out. And either. they don't want to loan him out, and it doesn't look like Rangers are going to be able to agree a deal with him. So where does that leave him as a player? Because he might end up pushing for a move for Leeds. Yeah. No, so, it's, yeah. it's an interesting one. Yeah, It does look like either Ordo, mm. either Nketiah or Kent, but why can't it be both? One's a loan, yeah, one's, I'd, one's I'd, a purchase. 
we've made thirty million pound plus in yeah. player sales this summer. Yeah. Surely we we can afford a loan and and a plus, signing. If we sign in Ketia and then Kent realizes that he needs to be out for Liverpool, he might. Uh, submit a transfer request on deadline well, that, day that, that's <laughs> when it gets in and that's when it starts to get interesting that's when agents yeah. get involved and, and what have you but yeah I, I certainly think Niketch will get done I think Ken may come as well that just to the fact that he may realise that he, he wants first team football uh, Ryan Nolan is another one to keep an eye on with Internazionale I don't know much about this Colido deal uh, I don't even know if these are for the under-23s. Then you've got the goalkeeper, the name's completely escaped me. Uh, Ilan Meslier. That's the one. 19-year-old goalkeeper from a French League 2, league two side, uh, FC Lorient. Yes, that's what. That's the one. So I he think he'll come and probably... But to me, the, as I think we're saying on the way down, the, the, the goalkeeping situation is really interesting at any football club because it's the only position you can't keep everybody happy. And obviously, Bailey Peacock fouls gone to Burnley. I don't think he's going to be involved that much at Burnley. I think he'll be on the bench for... Uh, obviously for Tom Pope uh, Nick Pope should I say he was made that mistake <laughs> Nick Pope uh, Heaton's obviously gone to Aston Villa I don't think uh, Bailey will be involved too much in by the cup games uh, odds on during Burnley in the cup again probably quite high uh, <laughs> and, and yeah it's the kind of position where uh, unless Kiko makes an absolute horror mistake uh, and that mean, by that means he comes out and to the centre circle and tries to juggle around three players. <laughs> gets, well, gets Manuel Neuer against South Korea in the yes, World Cup. Yes, very much <laughs> so. When he runs very to much the, so. literally the other half of the field. Uh, he, I, I'm, I'm happy. I've, I've seen Camel play quite a lot. Camel Mizek and. I don't think he's that bad a keeper. He's a good keeper. Yeah. No and, shoes. Yeah, and it'll be interesting if we do get this 19-year-old goalkeeper on loan, uh, Meslier, uh, Graham Smith uh, from the Yorkshire Evening Post reporting it. Uh, but it, it would be a loan. We only allowed five loanees in the yes. team, so it, interesting it, to see how that signing, will work. Sounding, I think you've said on the way down, Charles, and it won't count as an actual International loan. loans don't count as yeah. loans for the five loan rule. Yes. They're treated as normal contracts, so you can mm-hmm. have six loans if one of them's yes. international. Yeah. But is, is a goalkeeper... A 19-year-old goalkeeper really needed because I've got Majazek, we have got Will Huffer. We're basically getting someone else's youngster to try and improve them. Yeah. I'd rather get someone in who is known and, and, and who we do know is a very good goalkeeper to get to give Kiko Kassir a lot, you know, a lot, lot much stronger yeah, competition. I, really, I, I think it'll be a case of probably go straight into the 23s and, and just give Majazek uh, Huffer a sort of kick up the backside and, and competition. Uh, we all saw Huffer against Bristol City. Uh, last season back in November I thought it was excellent clean, clean, clean sheet I thought yeah. clean sheet on his debut you can't really ask ask for more than that so he's yeah. colour blind though yes he is he is uh, I think that came out uh, when he was playing at Barnet on loan last season so look if, if, if it's someone that Leeds want to get done they'll get it done and it, I think probably more going to the 23s in the first team squad I think Mizek will still be on the bench uh, yeah. for the Forest game on Looks like he's probably going to get a strong push for that second choice goalkeeper. Yeah, and, and he, he, he may even play uh, against uh, Salford on uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, definitely. The, uh, Sky Sports special Leeds v Salford. Oh, Gary, yeah. ne- Gary Neville's Salford. <laughs> Gary Neville will be commentating. No. <laughs> uh, well, Sats, as you mentioned, Bailey Pickford Fowl, he has joined Burnley uh, now, Premier League side Burnley, on a permanent deal. 22 uh, year old signing, a four year deal at Turf Moor. Charles, the last time we were here, it was just uh, a rumour and, and reports, but now that it's happened, what we Thoughts on it? Are you too bothered that he's gone? I'm I'm a bit amused to be honest because um, his his comments upon leaving the club were if I'm not going to be getting number one football, I want to leave the club, and he's gone to go sit on a different bench. Yeah, and I, Premier I, League I don't, wages, I don't understand why he would do. It. If I was him, I'd I'd say all right, I'd like to go somewhere, but I want to be the number one. So you go down to maybe like a low end Championship club or a top end League One club, um, on maybe maybe even on loan just to be their number one, and um, build up your experience playing doing spend the entire season playing and then leave Leeds and, and then a championship club might buy you to be their number one that would be the smart move not sitting, not becoming a career number two and sitting on Burnley's yeah. bench because that's that's might be what I don't want to call a career number two that was probably a bit harsh <laughs> <laughs> he, he, may, he may end up being a career number two if he if he's making transfer choices like that because he's not going to displace is it is it, um, is it Pope? Pope is it Nick Pope, Pope? yeah, yeah. Or Tom Eaton, or whoever's going to be. Oh, Tom, Tom Eaton's going to Aston Villa. Yeah, yeah. transferred to Villa. So yeah, so it'll be Pope. He's not going to displace Pope, is he? So no. he's going to be number yeah. two. It's an inter- It's an interesting move for him uh, personally, but for Leeds, I think it's a good deal. Got he's, five and a half million. <laughs> he's probably in a lot more money there. That's, yeah. that's the only reason he's gone. Yeah, but five and a half million for uh, Billy Pickford, and we've got plenty of goalkeepers yeah, now. Yeah, I don't think he's that bad a goalkeeper. And I think it was worth cashing in on Billy Pickford. It, it's, it's a position that. Uh, 
you can sell a goalkeeper, and I, I feel sorry for a bit for Bailey because uh, once Kiko signed, it was very apparent that Kiko would would be the new number one. I thought Bailey will look back on his time. Yes, he did make some mistakes, some high profile mistakes. Certainly the one against Derby County at Birmingham as well, Pride Park back in August. Birmingham the two goals probably could have done better. Blackburn at home when he allowed Charlie Mulgrew's free kick to drift in from way way out. So. I think there's potential there with Peacock Farrell, and, and you saw the penalty save against Reading uh, that gave us all three yeah. points. But it's a difficult one because it, it's just interesting with the comments he said. I'm not prepared to be second fiddle at Leeds, yeah. and he's gone to be more than likely second fiddle at, at, yeah. at Turf Moor, exactly. and he'll go and sit on the bench at Turf Moor. Yeah, exactly. So look, he's, he's gone to have a better career for himself. Good luck to him and. Uh, yeah, not a lot more yeah. to, to really be said on that one. <laughs> uh, a player who does look like he will believe in is 21-year-old left-back Tom Pierce. He looks like a go-to uh, fellow championship side and Yorkshire rivals Barnsley on a permanent deal. Barnsley apparently meeting Leeds' uh, asking price. I can't imagine it will be much. I think it's around half a million pounds. He will never go into getting into the first team. We've got plenty of left-backs yeah. as well. Douglas Alioski, Leif Davis. It's sad to see him go because he is a, a Leeds youngster, but... And and he did score one goal though, and that was against Barnsley, which is uh, interesting. But uh, I I don't think Tom Pierce will be a big loss. Good luck to him at Barnsley, and Barnsley seem to be nicking all our youngsters. Well, yeah, at the moment, Alex Mowat, Malik Wilkes, I thought was superb. Apple against Holm, yeah. Apple Holm. Yeah. I saw Apple Holm in the summer actually. The, <laughs> the shops near me flat because he lives next door to me. <laughs> uh, and oh, yeah, he, I feel a bit for Piercey, but. He's probably now behind Leif Davis in that pecking order. Barry Douglas, Alioski, uh, and Stuart Dallas can play left back. And Baradi as and well. And can play left back. So, look, he's, he's going out to see first team football. I know at that period, Paul Heckingbottom didn't do great things at Leeds. However, he did nurture a lot of the youngsters. So, yeah, another one. If he, he's going to go out, uh, good luck to him and good luck at Barnsley for him. Yeah, good luck to Tom Pierce. And, of course, as mentioned earlier, Kemar Roof has uh, left to uh, Anderlecht. And that seems to be it for the outs and other transfer rumours and news now. Uh, now, before we look ahead to the next couple of games, first of all, I do just want to touch upon the news that came out last week regarding uh, Leeds United under-23 midfielder Jordan Stevens. He's been charged by the FA with a breach of betting rules. Allegedly, uh, he's, he placed 59 bets on games last season. Charles, we've, we're very big fans of Jordan Stephen in the 23 He's a promising player, very talented. And it's kind of a shame about the news, really, isn't it? And you hope that it doesn't tarnish his reputation. No, but you, you, I know all, all my mates, my mates are 19, 20, 21-year-old mates, uh, teenage lads are betting loads these days, mm. especially on the on accumulators and things like that, on, on the Skybet, which is what the championship's name uh, sponsored by. Yeah. Got 32 Red, who sponsor, is it Middlesbrough and Derby yeah. and, uh, yeah. and Villa when yeah. they were in the championship? Um, but so th- And Paddy Power sponsored Huddersfield. Yeah. There are betting companies all over yeah. football, and I- especially all over the championship. It doesn't surprise me that a youth player is sick on a few bets on the weekend like any other uh, teenage lad. Yeah, I mean, th- this is why I, where I have a problem with it. You know, you've got you've got leagues such as the Skybet Championship, the Ladbrokes Premiership up in Scotland. Got shirt sponsors, Thirty Two Red, uh, Betfred, Unibet, Paddy Power. You know, how is is? I mean, it must be hard for players to 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 to, to not bet. I, I, I think, from it, my perspective, there's two schools of thought. I think the first one is you're a footballer, you're in a very privileged position, uh, and it's difficult to say no. However. You look, as you rightly said there, Charles, all the betting companies on, by them. On, on the shirts, the, the companies, like you said, this guy bet championship, etc., etc. And it's actually quite interesting because Huddersfield Town with Paddy Power, although it was a hoax, it was a very clever hoax uh, with a sachet on the shirt because too many betting companies are getting involved in sport and it's very difficult not to go and have a bet, whether you're a footballer, whether you're not a footballer, you're a human being at the end of the day and it, it's it's incentive there to win big money and it's very difficult to sometimes, especially with Jordan Stevens, I think he's quite young as well, to say, I'm not going to have a bet this week. I can guarantee you there are millions of footballers out there that have had bets on, on teams that will never be caught. Yeah, so. it's, it's interesting to see how they catch them. But, uh, yeah, it, it's a big problem. And if the EFL and FA really want to stop footballers from, from betting, ban betting companies from sponsoring shirts, sponsoring leagues, sponsoring uh, tr- trophies and competitions, yeah. just ban them. But they're not going to do that because... No, there's far too much money in it. Yeah, yeah. far so too much money in it. you've got the Skybet Championship, the, yeah. is it the Ladbrokes Premiership in, in Scotland. In Scotland. Yeah. So there's, there's just too much... Yeah. In their life. For me, I loved it when it was a Carling Premier League. Okay, Carling, great drinks isn't probably the best, but 
it's just it's, it's difficult not to have a bet. Like we all do, we all have accumulators every weekend. We all lose thousands and thousands of pounds, uh, not individually, but uh, please gamble responsibly if you are listening to yeah. us. Uh, however, <laughs> don't gamble thousands it, of when, pounds when, yeah. when the fun stops. Stop. Stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very true. And it, it's very difficult because the money is big, and it's very easy to, to fall into a trap. Now, I'm absolutely certain Jordan will have learnt from it. Uh, and what have you? They've spoken to the club about it. The club is supporting him through it, and I'm, I'm sure he won't do it again. But it's very difficult because there's so much yeah. around you. Uh, we're betting couples' names on these yeah, days. Exactly. He's, he's 19 years old. He's not Joey Barton who's <laughs> in his 30s betting on clubs. And yeah. Amazing. He's still got a job, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ho- hopefully, uh, John Stevens has learnt, but it is a real issue. And if VFL really want to tackle the problem, ban betting companies from, from sponsoring Correct, things. Correct, absolutely. Uh, but, but that's the over now. Yep. Uh, let's look ahead to the next couple of games. Then the first coming up uh, this Saturday, the first game of the season at Ellen Road. Uh, 12 o'clock kickoff, which I'm kind of annoyed about. I hate 12 o'clock <laughs> kickoffs. Uh, but of course, it's against Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest, uh, of course, lost 2-1 at home to West Brom last Saturday. We've, we, of course, beat Bristol City 3-1 away on Sunday. Charles, how do you see this game against Nottingham Forest playing out? I mean, I don't know much about their, their game against West Brom. I heard they weren't overly impressive in that game. No. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing because I didn't get to see us play Forest last season because I was working. I was working at Nando's at the time, so I didn't get to see... <laughs> yeah, I should, should be advertising that uh, <laughs> because uh, don't go to Nando's. <laughs> Seriously, don't go. Cheeky um, Nando's. Yeah. <laughs> 12.30 kick-off. 12.30 yeah. kick-off. But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, they've still got some of their Portuguese players they got from last season, don't they? They have indeed, yeah. They've, got, uh, they've just signed Cal Jenkinson from Arsenal. Yes, they have. Uh, today, so... Um, I don't know how, how well he's going to adjust to life in the championship. Hopefully badly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got nothing against him. We just don't want Forrest to do well. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing us play them, but we uh, we got quite unfortunate against them home and away last season because the 1-1 draw at home... I think they got more unfortunate because Kem Arvey yeah, scored but, with a handball. But, but, but from what I saw, we battered them throughout the game. We just couldn't find the back of the net, which was an issue in some games last season. And then the away leg, we had Calvin Phillips sent off on rather 30... 30 yeah. minute mark didn't yeah. we I mean deservedly so it was a red card challenge yeah um, but then we, we then we went 2-1 up because we attacked and then we struggled because we, we just kept attacking <laughs> we, <laughs> we, even with 10 men we yeah. refused to defend that's the way we play isn't it because <laughs> yeah, we, we just let, we just left Pontus Janssen defend the one half of the pitch on his own <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm looking forward to seeing us put on better performances against Forces I reckon we will win yeah. first home game of the centenary season we're going to win it Yeah, and hopefully we carry confidence from the Bristol win into this build momentum get a good run going as you said uh, beginning of the podcast Charles we're on a good run at the start of last season hopefully we're on another uh, good run uh, you'd imagine it'll be the same lineup as the, as yeah, the Bristol game it, it's, it's interesting because we're playing Forest with another new manager for Nottingham Forest. The amount of managers they go through is incredible. Uh, they started last season, what, with Ito Karanka. Martin uh, O'Neill had a spell. Uh, obviously rumoured to be joining Leeds at one time. Uh, and now I've got, obviously, Sabri Lamuche, uh, the former Monaco midfielder. And I, I watched the full 90 minutes on Saturday. Uh, and I thought they started off really well. Matty Cash scored a really good goal. And then they just fell into the trap again. And I thought, if, if, you, if you pepper their goalkeeper, Murich, who obviously was at Man City last season... He looked really shaky. Yeah, he, he conceded uh, two really a, a couple of really poor goals. Yeah. yeah, Matty Phillips scored from way out from from sort of the sidelines, and after after that, I thought West Brom just controlled the game. I think it's an opportunity for Leeds just to get the the home season off to 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 uh, a winning start. Uh, Forest are never easy opponents to play. We've got a decentish record against them. Uh, Ellen Road is one of the two teams that we've played 10 years in a row, amazingly, since we've been in the Championship. Them and Derby County are the other ones now that Ipswich Town have gone. Uh, so, yeah, we've, we've had fun and games with Forest over the years. Obviously, we had the, the 7-3 that I don't think anyone in the ground will... Uh, <sighs> We'll, we'll ever forget of under Neil Warnock but we've had some decent results beat them 4-1 under Grayson uh, beat them 2-1 under Warnock uh, so and uh, we'll remember Sullivan de Carr's absolutely thunderbolt thunderbolt of a goal that was uh, a great goal uh, against him in, in, in January 2017 so it's an opportunity it's another difficult game no games are easy in the championship Forest will be looking to, to bounce back from the disappointment uh, of the defeat to West Brom but it just gives Leeds an opportunity in front of a full house at Ellen Road to go out and put a performance up leading into a game against Salford, which I think there'll be quite a few changes for. Yeah. Uh, score prediction for Nottingham Forest? 
three 0 leads. I'm, I'm confident. I am really confident. I think having seen the way the team performed on Saturday, sorry, right, Sunday, Ashton Gay, it gives everyone a bit of look. I don't get too carried away. Forest are never easier permits. They've got Michael Dawson who's what three and one in defence. Uh, it just seems to keep rolling out the years. So I probably would come on to regret that comment. <laughs> Hope you're not listening, Michael. You you were good at holding top. But it puts in a world class performance. Absolutely. I, I just think Leeds will have too much for them. I think they'll carry on the good performance on Saturday from Ashton Gay and 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 sort of attack at will and. A nice early goal will be lovely and settle the nerves. And, and only two managers, and I was working this out, have ever won uh, back-to-back opening home opening games, uh, back-to-back seasons. Uh, Don Revy in 63-4, 64-5, and David Eller in 2001, 2001, 2002. So, uh, can I be able to add to that list? But, yeah, opportunity to get uh, another three points on, on the board, and I, th- I think they will do. Yeah. Charles, score prediction? I'm going to go 2-0 Leeds. 2-0. I'm going to... I said two one of the LSLM podcast. I'm going to change. I'm going to go three one. I am. Yeah. I am confident. Uh, I'm. I'm going to go three one to Leeds United. Uh, well, on to the next game then. Of course, away at Salford City in the first round of the Carabao Cup. The World of Roses. I, I, I always slap them ten nil. Really yeah, good. I mean, I want to see Gary Neville on Sky Sports <laughs> crying. It's it's written in the stars for us to lose against Salford City on TV, isn't it? Yeah, it really it, is. It, but it is. It, it's got Sutton United written <laughs> all over it. <laughs> but but it should be a good game. Though. It should be an awesome atmosphere. Uh, it's the biggest game in Salford City's history, really. I mean, they don't really have a history. That, that but 20 minute history. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny because I went to watch Salford. This was well, well, this was in 2009 when Halifax was starting out in the Unibond Division 1 North, and also the ground was decrepit. And, and all of a sudden, and Peter Lim's coming from Valencia, the not so real class of 92 uh, have come in and, and, and bought the club. And again, I watched them against Stevenage on, uh, on Saturday lunchtime. They look decent, and I, th- I actually think they'll come. They'll go back. They'll have back-to-back promotion, Salford, uh, and I think they'll be in League One next season. I think they've got a good manager in Graham Alexander, and uh, they got owners with loads, loads of, money. of money. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's amazing what you can achieve with millions and millions of pounds. Yeah, isn't it? billions. <laughs> that, I don't know if Adam Rooney's still there from, yeah, from Aberdeen. Is, yes. I think he'll cause Leeds a handful. I, I, I think for me that it's one of them. It's a it's a potential banana skin. We all seen what's happened in, in previous years in previous cup competitions with the likes of of Newport County, which I thought was an absolute disgrace, and and Sutton United, which I think was Gary Monk sticking two things up to the board saying I need players, and it completely backfired on him. He'll uh, he'll make changes. We'll be Elsa. Uh, I won't mind just getting through this one and getting knocked out because for yeah. me, a bit like last season, we lost to QPR in the FA Cup. No one was really that bothered. It was a tie yeah. nobody wanted. I just think with this one, Ed, it's a real potential, and yeah. it's, it's that Leeds Manchester United feel yet again. Yeah, I, I really don't want to lose against Salford City, but no. you know, I mean, Charles, surely we have to beat Salford City. Like, I, I don't. I'm not really. I don't really want to go on a cup run, but I don't want to lose to this lot. No, I, I don't want to lose this, this propped no. up fake RB <laughs> Leipzig cl- fake club uh, sponsored by Sky and they're one of their cretins. I don't want to. I don't want to lose to this lot. I'd, no. rather, I'd rather lose to a real football club. Yeah. Uh, I think that there will be many changes, though. I, I hope that some players, Pablo Hernandez, example, I, I hope that he is nowhere near Salford on the night. But uh, of course, I do. I do hope to win. I think we will win. I think we may concede. Adam Rooney may get him a score sheet, but I, I'll go to one. Charles, what, what are you going for? Uh, you know, sorry, three nil. We're gonna we're gonna slap him. <laughs> like your optimism. Penalties, uh, sorry. Penalties. I just think it could be one of them nights that is just written with Salford City's biggest night in their history. The Look, if we get beat, we get beat. I hate losing football matches, but if it's one less midweek game for the team to fully focus uh, on the league, it won't be too detrimental. I just don't want to go out three. Now. I don't think we will. I actually do think Leeds will win the tag. I think Leeds will have too much for them, and I think you'll see some senior players. But I think the likes of the youngsters, the likes of Cunn will probably play. Niketo, if should he sign, will probably play. Clark will probably play. Clark, Clark will probably play. But I still think they'll have enough against Salford. And yeah, look, it's that game that you just don't want. When that draw came out back in June, you just thought, oh. You could just see it. <laughs> Pascal Struke as well. Yeah, he'll probably play. Yeah, yeah. Struke could probably play as well. So, but look, we can't look too far ahead. It's Forest first. That's the, the main one to look yeah. forward to. Then once Forest is finished, yeah. come three o'clock on sun, sun, Saturday afternoon. I, I, I to Salford. I am going to push your first score prediction. Though you said penalty, so score after after normal time. Well, score Le- after extra Le- time. Leeds haven't lost a penalty shootout for a wee while. I think the last one the lost was Carlisle in the JPT uh, back in 2010. Because we beat Norwich, we beat Burnley, Burnley. beat Fleetwood. We lost against Doncaster in the League we Cup did, a few years in ago. The League Cup as well. That's Lewis. I think Lewis Cook got sent off then, didn't yeah, he? And Chris, and Chris Woody, Woody he I think the penalty. penalty. The penalty is still travelling to Mars. <laughs> uh, 
Nah, look, I think Leeds will win the 2 0, actually. I don't think it'll go to penalty. I think Leeds, I think Southampton will have a flurry because it's what lower league sides do. They'll come and attack Leeds. Graham Alexander's got that philosophy where he'll, he'll try and attack Leeds. Uh, so I just think Leeds will have too much for them. Yeah. And uh, hopefully Leeds United win both games uh, in this next week. Uh, well, that brings us to the end of uh, episode 28 of the All Things Leeds podcast. Thank you very much, as always, to Charles for joining me in the studio. Thanks for having me on, mate. And uh, thank you very much to Stats as well thank for coming you. on I'm, yet again. I must say, give a plug to my book out in two months in all good bookstores. And we're back on the show beforehand, then. Yes, definitely. We need to get you back <laughs> on. Uh, thank you for coming on. We really do appreciate it. And uh, thank you to everyone as well who has uh, listened or watched on YouTube and Facebook. We really do appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoyed them, why not subscribe or follow the podcast? Give us a five star rating uh, on Apple Podcasts if you're listening please do it please give us a 5 star review uh, share the podcast around as well make sure to follow All Things Leeds on social media we're on Facebook Twitter and Instagram search up All Things Leeds 1 on Twitter and Instagram search up All Things Leeds on Facebook subscribe to the YouTube channel as well if you have not already just search All Things Leeds uh, me and Charles will be back next week to have a look at the Nottingham Forest game and the Salford City game hopefully it is two wins and uh, we will hopefully be joined by uh, LS11 co-host and member of the Pigeon Detectives Ryan Wilson and hopefully he'll be uh, on the podcast next week. So you don't want to miss that one. Take care, and we'll see you later.